Well, good morning. Good morning, good morning, everybody. Welcome to another Wealth Coffee Chat. Hopefully, uh, everyone is awesome and well, wherever you are in, uh, in the world, in Australia, in New Zealand, maybe in, even in the world. I know there's been one or two people flying in from the States every now and then in our lives, so that's kind of cool. But hey, listen, welcome this morning, Wednesday the 16th of June 2021 to another Wealth Coffee Chat. Uh, while we're getting all warmed up, there's Alison there jumping straight on, which is awesome. Um, and we've got a few of the regulars. Yasmin, James, hey, good morning. Great to see you. Um, Graham's there as well. Uh, good to see the regulars coming on back. If you're new here, if you've stumbled across this for the first time, welcome. Or um, you're just new to mentoring, um, which is which is awesome. Welcome also. Morning, my love. Morning, Facebook user. <laughs> uh, we always have a little bit of challenges sometimes with some logins, some people. But hey, listen, if you're new, uh, welcome along. Jason Witten is my name. Uh, property investing uh, over 20 years and coaching property investors like you, potentially, uh, across Australia and New Zealand, over 18. Uh, and um, each morning, we get together, have a little wealth coffee chat. Uh, we have a hot coffee, we get the day started, and uh, we, uh, we talk about little things, little bits of things, about big things, which are property investing, and um, we make sure we sort of analyse it and sort of, you know, um, share a bit of the wisdom that we've learned over... 20 plus years coaching thousands and thousands and thousands of Australians and New Zealanders to build their property portfolios. So, you know, stay tuned if that's you and you're new. Welcome. Awesome to have you here. Uh, usually we sort of have a bit of a yarn for about maybe 10 to 15 minutes. That's kind of the time. But, uh, you know, let's see how we go. Uh, great to see um, uh, the regulars jumping on. And if you're new, give us a shout out in the chat. Say hello. If you're, if you're shy, that's okay. But uh, good morning to Aaron and Glenn and Rodney, and I think I did Rodney before. Um, great to have you guys here. Hey, listen, today, I'm going to sip my coffee first. Today, I want to talk about um, buying power and servicing. And uh, there's two things, these two things that are super important. Uh, let's do this. Uh, I call it BP, buying power and servicing. Uh, are the engine room, they're the heart of what powers us along as property investors. Uh, because for most of us, 99.9% uh, .9 of us, we don't have endless amounts of income and we don't have endless amounts of deposits, okay? And uh, those are the two things um, that power our acquisition, our purchasing, our buying of properties. So uh, I gave the the answer away just a second ago, but BP, buying power, is what cash, what money, what uh, equity can you get access to, can you use for your deposits, okay? Now, obviously, um, depending on your lending ratios, loan-to-value ratios, we'll talk about that in a second, um, your lending ratios, the deposit can range from um, 5% deposit to 30% deposit, depending on where you are on the lending uh, spectrum uh, and what type of uh, risk that the banks or the lenders believe you have or you are when it comes to borrowing and buying real estate, all right? 
the next part, which is over here in servicing, what, what creates or adds value to servicing? Servicing is your cash flow or your regular, now let's talk about this, regular cash flow, okay, your regular cash flow, reliable cash flow, and I'm going to talk about sort of side hustles in a second, gang. A reliable cash flow, the reliable cash flow that the banks and the lenders will allow, will allow for them to do a calculation to see if you can afford a loan. Now, it doesn't mean it's an interesting one, servicing. All right, let's, we'll do that in a second. Okay, regular cash flow. Obviously, your job, okay? Your job, your career. Um, if you have a regular pay slip, matter of fact, uh, <laughs> of I've had a lament about this once or twice before, but if you're employed, uh, it's easier to borrow than if you've got a business, okay? And um, uh, that's not the theme of today, but we might talk about that at one point in the future as well. But job, your job income, absolutely fabulous. Wonderful. It is the, it is the creme de la creme. It's the five star of uh, incomes, regular incomes for serviceability, for your ability to borrow. Okay, job. Um, the next thing uh, will be rents. When you buy a property, when you've got a, uh, when you've got a property, uh, rents, the banks, most of them will take anywhere between 80% to 100% of the income allowable from the rents to go towards servicing. Sometimes it does depend Gang, it does depend, and this is the really annoying thing about servicing and banks and lenders. You know, they get cheeky on the way through. They'll go, oh, we're only going to allow 50% of the rent and, you know, the tax deductions, we're only going to um, allow, you know, 50% of the tax deductions. Real buggers, right, um, when it comes to that stuff. So that's why having a, a brilliant and absolutely um, expert um, mortgage broker, not a banker, a mortgage broker when it comes to maximising you know, these things, because one lender will say we'll take 100% of the rent, one lender will say we'll take well, 80% of the rent when it comes to this stuff. So, um, you know, just be aware of that, all right? Um, yeah, Shane, I, yeah, a little bit of a story, a little bit of a backstory. Uh, my, first, uh, my first go at quitting my everyday job and becoming a full-time property investor, Shane and I had a, a block of eight units, I'll tell you a quick story, a block of eight units uh, in a place called Goulburn. And um, I don't know if anyone sort of knows Goulburn, but it was a bit of a country town. Back when I first started investing, the country towns were, they, they were awesome. The cash flow was insane. So get this, gang, a block of eight two-bedroom units rented to the police academy in Goulburn, just outside of Sydney. Um, Shay and I uh, had a contract on that for $235,000. $235,000 for eight units. Just do the math on that, right? <laughs> and and get this, it was renting. They were renting. Each unit was renting for $150 a week. You go do the you go do the the cash flow, the return on that. It was like, whoa, we found an amazing deal. We had a contract on it. Um, we were conditional, pending finance, and um, uh, I didn't have a job. I was a full-time property investor. I had some income coming from my properties, but it was lumpy. Uh, I had no job at all. And uh, guess what? We got all the way to the end of the line. This was in the early days. 
all the way to the end of the line when there was other people circling around to try and buy the deal. And uh, we got, uh, we couldn't buy the deal because we couldn't qualify for finance. <laughs> Cry about that. The ones that got away. Maybe, you know what I'll do one day? I'll, I'll do a deal. I'll do a section. I'll do a coffee chat. The ones that got away. It'll make you, it'll make you cry. It makes me cry sometimes, but uh, we're doing all right today, let me tell you. Uh, so listen, the rents, regular income, job and rents, they're the, they're the, they're the ones that tick um, as we go, okay? Um, and uh, and uh, those ones are the ones that you can, let's face it, if we can, increase um, for your buying power. Now, how can you, you know, manipulate this? Manipulate is not the right word. It's, it's, it's not a great word. Uh, how can you manage and improve this? Um, well, here's the things that are very, very important. Now, over the longer time, um, as we go, obviously, if your equity grows or you can, you've got cash for deposits, this is cash. Keep my colours right here. Cash. Then... Um, that is the, the first port of call when it comes to putting down a deposit, making sure we can buy the next property, okay? Now, let's have a look at a few things that I get questions on um, all the time. Uh, I've got a side hustle, and I've got a great side hustle. Let's say my side hustle, um, side hustle makes me, side hustle makes me an extra $1,000 uh, a month, okay? I've got one of my clients. He's a he's a very uh, keen, uh, fantastic young man. He buys and sells. He trades um, shipping containers. Okay, so people will. I've I've just done it. Uh, I've got. I had something in a property in North Queensland. I had some stuff in in North Queensland. We sold that property. It was actually a family property. So um, you know, buy well, never sell. That one. Um, it's 50, 40 years later, we're, we're moving on. We're never going back. There was a Prince Place of Residence for my parents. But um, um, we sold the property. All of the stuff goes in the back of a container, comes down to where we want it. And now, like, I'm like, if we've moved into a new house or whatever, um, what are we going to do with the container? Um, and then he goes around and says, all right, well, I'll take the container. I'll take it away for free for you or I'll pay you 100 bucks or whatever. I'm like, you beauty. Let's get rid of the container. So this, that's his side hustle. And he makes a good chunk of money. Um, uh, he makes a great chunk of money uh, for, uh, for himself. Another side hustle, all right? Um, so container, he trades the containers, all right? Uh, let's say I've got another client who rents their property out on Airbnb every uh, holidays. Okay, so uh, throughout the year, uh, in the school holidays, it's a young, uh, a young couple with no kids just yet. This is kind of like often this stuff, gang, is like, you know, um, remember when we didn't have kids, we, we, could, we could do some things like this. Um, so they, they've got a camping van. They've got a van that they've set out for camping um, every holidays, Easter holidays, you know, June school holidays, September school holidays, Christmas holidays. They've got a really nice um, principal place of residence. Uh, and they leave that place and they rent it out uh, at holiday time and um, they make money. They make, last year they made an extra $20,000 over those, that period um, as we go. So, you know, 
container guy makes 12K. These guys made 20K. Uh, and the list goes on, okay? You know, there's, there's quite a lot of side hustles. There might be some network marketing side hustles. There might be some, you know, you might buy and sell stuff on Marketplace. Many people um, um, have some side hustle income. All right, side hustle income. So let's talk about some lump sums. Let's say you've got you've got a one-off bonus um, from work, a one-off bonus at work. Um, uh, let's say you got some uh, dividends, uh, dividends from um, you got some dividends from uh, some shares. Let's say you made a capital gain, uh, CGT. You sold something. Uh, let's say you sold a property. Um, hopefully, hopefully not. You're not selling properties that you want to keep forever. But um, hopefully, you didn't sell a property. Hey, Kevin, I was talking about you this morning. Good morning to you. Um, uh, evening to you. Uh, morning to us. Great to have you here, all the way from Florida. Fantastic, mate. So, listen. You know, there you go. You got bonus from work. You made a capital gain from a sale. You've got some dividends. You've got some side hustle. All right, here's the magic question. Gang, all of this income, all of this income, let me ask you a question. Will the banks allow you to have that income as extra servicing? Chuck it in the chat for me. What do you guys reckon? This stuff here, all of this stuff here, Will they allow you to add it to this section here for more servicing? No, they won't. And he is on it. They won't. And you're dead right. And that's really bloody annoying. Um, doubt it. Exactly, Justin. No, um, there you go. Amy, Amy, you, you're stealing my thunder. <laughs> no, good on you, Amy. You nailed it. Gang. The bank will not consider this any income unless unless it is consistent for two years plus, gang. Um, yeah, dead right. Um, it's so, and it's so frustrating as a business, okay? And that's why, um, uh, anyhow, that's why when we're approaching, as business owners, we're approaching finance, uh, we've got to do a, a little bit of homework with our advisors to really look amazing to the lenders, okay? Um, unfortunately, often we're not going to get as good loan-to-value ratio and interest rates uh, as PAYG, but, you know, we get some other benefits um, that uh, PAYG don't get, which is, you know, pre-tax expenses like our cars and phones and other things. So I hear you, I hear you, I hear you loud and clear. It is an absolutely annoying thing that happens. So gang, it's not going to add to our servicing unless it's consistent for over two years, okay? And, and consistent means it has to be regular. You can't go, oh, I made 50 grand and I did nothing for seven months. And then I made 10 grand and then I did nothing for three months, and then I made 20 grand, and then I did nothing for eight months. That's not consistent, okay? 
So gang, think about that. Amy, thanks for the shout out with that one. Where it will make sense though, don't be disheartened here. Where it will make sense though, it is gets added, it gets added to this side of the equation, gang. Obviously, obviously, cash is great. You got you made a bit of extra cash, made a bit of extra capital, then um it gets added to the equation where you're building up those deposits, the the dollars and cents, the money that you can put into a deal. Now, I like the idea if you do get a chance to put cash into a deal over time. Uh, it's not as efficient from a leverage point of view, but the, the further you get down the track, uh, putting a 10 or a 20% deposit in cash, if you've got um, the capital, makes your property portfolio accelerating cash flow like no end, okay? So um, uh, I, might do a little, uh, I might do a little video on that one uh, sometime soon. So gang, hopefully that makes sense when it comes to this stuff. These two things here are going to be your your most important things, your buying power and your servicing. And if you're sitting there going, if you're sitting there at home right now going, gee, I'd love to buy another property. I'm fully into acquisition. You know, I've got two and now I want my third. Um, the question you should be asking yourself is um, which one of these things or uh, is both of these things uh, needing to improve? I'll tell you a quick story before we finish up. I've got a, I've got a couple client um, up in Brisbane. They came to me. Husband was working, had a good job. Yeah, a classic family dynamic, a classic family dynamic. Uh, husband working, good job, $150,000 a year plus super and some bonuses. Um, the, the wife was not working um, uh, and uh, they've got three kids, okay? So, um, um, so three kids, no second income, and, and then they've got equity in the house. And we, we sent them off to the lenders, but the lenders wouldn't have a bar of it, gang. Wouldn't have a bar of it. Three kids. Under-occupy mortgage, they had a couple of car loans which weren't big, but, you know, they weren't terrible with their money. And I said, listen, gang, you know, you've got capacity, you've got equity, you've got cash um, in uh, other places you can invest, uh, but your servicing, your servicing is, according to the bank, a no-go zone, okay? No-go zone in the bank. Um, so what did we do? We, ha- we sat down and had a bit of a chat and we, we said, listen, if, you're, if the partner, the lady went back to work three days a week um, and because she didn't want to, she really wanted to stay home and uh, look after the kids, which is perfectly fine. However, that rolls for whoever, work it out in your family. Um, she wanted to stay at home, look after the kids because that was really important to her. But we said, listen, also what's important now, because all the kids were going to school, uh, also, what's important now is to start to build your asset base. So we had a bit of a chat. She got a job three days a week. Um, he actually got a pay rise. We said, "Listen, you know, you should go for that next uh, pay rise as well." And they were they spent twelve months rearranging their circumstance, and within three months, uh, they went from zero investments to three investments. Unlock, boom! Unlock, boom! Got the equity. 
and they went forward, okay? So, gang, uh, if you're sitting there um, and you're like, you're a bit stuck, um, you know, maybe it's time to reach out and have a chat with your coach because they can see things that you might not be able to when it comes to investing uh, and getting yourself unstuck, unlocked for moving forward and uh, and making it happen. Anyway, that's it. That's I'm done. I'm coffee in a chat, uh, done and dusted. Now, Ania, um, I hope that's how you say your name, Ania. Um, uh, please excuse me if I'm not pronouncing it correctly. Uh, so using cash to deposit. Yeah, cool. All right. Um, I'll do that one for sure because um, sometimes we get stuck, certainly as business owners, you know, we've got some dollars and we want to turn it into deals. Dollars into deals. Um, there you go. Um, uh, Amani, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, cool. Uh, hey, listen, Marnie, um, that's, uh, uh, yeah, well, listen, unless you can put the kids to work. It's a shame these days you can't send them to the coal mines or the salt mines to get, get a little bit of extra income as a side hustle. <laughs> I'm only kidding. Uh, some days I'd like to send my kids to the salt mines, I'll tell you that. Um, but uh, you know what? Um, uh, the other one is too, when your kids turn 18 and they're not a dependent anymore. Okay, so when they're 18, even if they're living at home, gang, um, that's perfectly fine as well. So, you know, keep an eye on that stuff as we go. Um, yeah, Marnie, reach out to your coach and make sure you dial that, dial that stuff right because, you know, you don't want to be two, three, five years still down the track and still not, you know, in the market and getting the most out of uh, where you're going. All right, a little bit of a shout-out about self-employed and business owners, gang. I hear you. I'll do, I'll do a bit of a series on those ones um, as you go and uh, uh, away you go. Uh, hey, Brendan, if you want to uh, talk to a coach or an advisor, you know, if you want to maybe have a chat to one of our team or me, um, just hit me up in a chat uh, and um, I'll take it from there, buddy, um, um, if, that's, if that's what you're asking. Um, if you're asking how to start the process, the first conversation should be with your strategy coach. The second conversation should be with your expert finance broker. So if you've got one or both of those, Brennan, uh, Brendan, you should be uh, chatting with those people uh, ASAP, mate. Uh, all right, gang. Well, that's it. Um, thanks for joining me today. Um, yeah, for sure, Marnie. No, that's a good one. Yep. Yep. I'll do a few of those. Awesome. Sweet, gang. Great to have you guys hanging out. Thanks for joining me. A wealth coffee chat done. And as always, stay safe wherever you are and join me um, over the next little bit. Charge your kids board. Yep, exactly. Even if you charge them and then you save it up for them, gang, uh, the banks like to see that stuff um, in one way, shape or form. All right. You guys have a great day. Join me tomorrow for another wealth coffee chat around about the same time, 8 a.m. Take care and... uh, Bye for now.